Hey everybody, welcome back to another version of Flock and Gather. It is your 18 minute podcast to the industry. I'm Alan Sher. you know me, I run the Spa Association. Even though I'm talking to you from Arizona, I have a longtime friend and she's in Minneapolis and she's an expert on aesthetics. So we're gonna talk to her, say hello to Maggie Miley. Oh, do we use your last name these days, Kelly, right? Yes, I just added the Kelly right on when I got married. So Maggie Miley Kelly is my official full name now. I love it. Maggie Miley Kelly, welcome. She runs the complexion what? Spa? Aesthetics? What do you call yourself? Yes. Yeah, so my spa is called Complexions on Carter Skincare Boutique. And then my book is called The Complexion Companion. And on Instagram, you could find uh, me at, at The Complexion Corner. At the complexion corner. I love it. You got to be reachable today, right? People don't get to say, oh, I don't want to be on the grid. You're on the grid already. You might as well be reachable. Yes, I agree. We have, right. there's so many ways to get in touch. It's a little, can be a little bit much, but, um, you know, blessings and curses sometimes cross over. Well, agree. You wrote <laughs> about it in your book. So today we're doing this for me. This is a first with our podcast with a book. So I'm really glad that I'm, I'm doing it with you. So we're, we're both virgins to this kind of podcast today. So, uh, let's roll with it. You've been an esthetician. How long? 25 years. Oh my God. 25. you you hardly look like you're 25. So well, thank you. <laughs> people were looking at you. They would say the same thing. What was the inspiration to write the book? You know, I have always wanted to write books. That's been another passion of mine. I've always been a voracious reader and writer, and I cannot get enough of books that um, kind of speak to the, you know, kind of the whole the holistic health and spirituality and um, all things kind of beauty and skincare related. And just having so many conversations over these two and a half decades, both with clients and colleagues, um, because I've also been an educator, um, both at the kind of, you know, I, I taught at the Aveda Institute for a while. And then I was also an educator for a few uh, skincare companies. So I just really wanted to condense my very best kind of tips. Um, well, yes. I think you did it and you did it in a, in a short, what, couple hundred pages, 130, 40 pages. So it's perfect. So let's play kind of, I'm going to play uh fast question, fast answer with you, because there's so much great stuff in your book. Where do they buy the book, by the way? So um, on my website, complexionsoncarter.com is uh, the preferred way. Um, also available on Amazon and then also available um, on ebook. Um, and all those links are on my website, complexionsoncarter.com. or Carter with a C, C-A-R-T-E-R, Complexions on Carter. Okay, yes. here we go. I'm starting at the beginning. You ready? In your yes. disclaimer, you said, I'm not a doctor. I do not diagnose, et cetera, et cetera. And it always makes me think of the Hippocratic Oath, do no harm, right? Scope of practice is still scope of practice and should be the main um, thought process for practitioners. Go. 
Absolutely. That's exactly it, is that it was really, uh, the point was really driven home um, in my early days of training and education that it is, you know, our job, we are licensed to touch the skin and treat the skin, but not to diagnose disorders or disease and to recommend and refer to a doctor whenever there's something outside of the scope of practice um, is something that I've just always been, you know, been taught that's, that's super important. In your introduction, you wrote, healing is a whole system phenomenon that begins with awareness, acceptance, and a desire to heal. I've always, someone along the way always reminded me, we're 50% inside and 50% outside. You have to feed the, the organ, the skin, the same way you feed the inside, you got to feed the outside. Go. Yes, exactly. Oh, thank you for bringing that up. I'm actually preparing for a talk this weekend um, on the nutrition complexion connection. Oh, and um, absolutely, the skin is, you know, kind of, it's getting messages both from the inside and from the outside. And the more we learn about how all the systems are connected, um, especially with, I think, the, I think what's really fascinating me lately is this gut brain skin axis theory, um, kind of about how the bacterial, um, the bacterial lining, the microbiome, both in the gut and on the skin, um, you know, basically help to us to understand that connection. So the digestive system, the reproductive system, the skin health systems all connected with the mood and cognitive function. Uh, because of you, I'm back to starting my morning with a glass of hot water and plenty of fresh lemon in it. And you know what I'm talking about. Okay. Yes. Great um, habit. You talked about the microbiome. Microbiome is a strong buzzword today in our industry. So give, give what's the very short version when people see the word microbiome? Basically, it is the entire population of bacteria that lives in our human body. Say it again. The, it's the entire population of bacteria and microbes that live in our body. And people forget, bacteria doesn't have to mean bad. You have good bacteria living in your body as well. Absolutely. And that's the whole thing is that we've got beneficial bacteria and potentially harmful bacteria. And keeping it harmonious and in balance is super important because when the potentially harmful bacteria starts to outnumber the beneficial bacteria. That's what's known as dysbiosis. And that is when uh, it's a real, can be a real slippery slope into uh -huh. those other issues that we just mentioned, the digestive, reproductive, inflammation. In your mood. section on self-love, you talk about social media. We could have a hour discussion on why Alan doesn't like social media, but understands why people like social media. I'm not, we do it as an association, but I personally don't spend a lot of time. I've never met anything where there is so much good and so much bad all in the same place. Yes. I mean, it's definitely, I think we know it's, you know, it's addictive, but it's also a way to stay connected and we can keep up with people that we haven't seen in years. And um, yes, yeah, sometimes all to our benefit and sometimes to our detriment. 
So what, what I want for people mostly, especially young ones, is to really watch the tendency to compare our, um, you know, our real lives to the highlight reels that we see on, on social media, what people choose to share. Right, because so much of it is not real and people somehow think they want to emulate what that is. Go figure. Um, you also wrote in the same section about Don Miguel Ruiz with the four agreements. I've always like these for people who don't know, frankly, after you buy Maggie's book, then buy uh, Don Miguel Ruiz's book also on the four agreements. Be impeccable with your word. There's nothing to add to that. Don't take anything personally. There's nothing to add to that. Don't make assumptions, right? Lastly, always do your best. Man, I love those. Though, Maggie, those are such great reminders. They should be on my wall every day. You know, I always like to say, if I really, you know, ran the world and made the rules, we'd be studying this book starting in kindergarten and reviewing it every year since. Um, I find it incredibly freeing emotionally and mentally when we, when we can just remember not to take these things personally, you know, not to make assumptions about what's going on with other people because there's no possible way to know everything. And, but our minds like to fill in the blank and make our egos like to make things about ourselves. So when we can practice mindfully um, refraining from doing those things, we can free ourselves and our loved ones and people we don't like as much by not, you know, taking the things personally. One of the most prolific business writers of all time, Tom Peters, he's since passed, but he wrote uh, uh, in the front of his books, The Secrets of Success in Business, but I'm going to add that, that number three is in life also. Number one, sell high. Number two, collect your receivables. And number three, most importantly, Check your ego at the door. <laughs> I love that. Ego burst forth, right? Maggie, in your section on best and worst habits for the skin, I love this. You wrote one, be consistent in your skincare routine. I, I'm ashamed to tell you, I, I don't know. I may have heard it over the years, but someone was reminding me it takes at least 28 days for the skin to accept a new routine with skincare. And I think a lot of people get frustrated too, easily or they think when their esthetician says, look, you're going to need at least five treatments. I'm going to ask you to change their skincare. There's a biological reason for why that has to happen. Yes, definitely. You know, I think that we are starting to, as we start to think about things as in a holistic way, we just start to realize consistency is key and we're not going to do it perfectly. And, you know, I'm sure, you know, from all your years in this industry as well, um, and people saying things like, you know, well, how many, how many, how long will I have to do this yeah. in order? Can I, can I stop doing this at a certain point? And I think it's like, you know, what we're really learning is that we need to create the good habits and keep it going as best we can. And that is the maintenance of this organism that is our body. Yeah. By the way, you write a lot of these. They should be common sense. I know as Ben Franklin said, common sense is uncommon, but I'm going to run them quick, especially now living in Arizona. They seem much more prescient to me right now. Apply sunscreen daily. Duh. 
get enough sleep. I'm finally, I think, getting enough sleep after 63 years. Hydrate inside and out. Nourish your skin and antioxidants inside and out. I love this one. Smile, laugh, and sweat. That's got to be one of my all-time favorites. Uh, meditate and or visualize. Manage your stress. And lastly, no picking the skin. God dang it, stop picking the skin. <laughs> Yes, thank you. Right? I love it. Okay, I'm jumping ahead to um, chapter six, because I think this is so huge. This is chapters on inflammatory skin conditions, but you could stop at the word inflammation. Insurance companies today say stress is the number one request to collect insurance benefits. But I would say in our industry, inflammation, inflammation, inflammation. People don't recognize it's inside and outside the body. Can you address that for a quick minute? Oh, yes. So this is kind of the thing is that we, I think that, you know, especially, I, I don't know if it's accurate, but I'll just go ahead and say it, especially here in America, we have um, normalized eating more processed foods than whole foods. We are, you know, and we've seen this too. I, I mean, I don't know if you have, but I've watched these documentaries where they will compare how the news media talks to us versus how it happens in other countries. So there's always this kind of stress. And those are the things that, that heighten the inflammation. And again, back to kind of this gut brain skin access, when we break down the um, gut lining and the, you know, like the tissues internally, from too much sugar, too much processed foods, too many preservatives, then that keeps our, that kind of makes it so that our, uh, the lining of our gut allows some of those particles to seep into the bloodstream. That creates an overload to the liver. That creates an inflammatory response. And chronic inflammation can really start to deteriorate our tissues and deteriorate our cellular health. And those are the things. So anti-inflammation, anti-inflammatory foods, anti-inflammatory kind of practices, I think are probably should be prioritized at this point. Do you know, you quoted uh, Dr. Andrew Weil at the front here. He has a restaurant called True Food, which is a great restaurant uh, right here in in Scottsdale, but as he writes, as you wrote and he said, it's not just what substances you put on your skin, inappropriate inflammation is rooted in diet, how you handle stress, et cetera, et cetera. And I, back to my first thing I said, stress and inflammation. If you're not controlling those both inside and out, you don't give yourself a chance. Absolutely. And the, what I think we have to also realize is that the, the outside piece it's, it's not going to stop because once again, we don't control other people. We don't control what's happening around the world. We don't control how we, even necessarily how much fear and worry and anxieties those things would cause us when we start to think of how this is going to affect us. So we have to learn these other coping skills. And really it does come down to that, um, prioritizing your self-care, you know, going to sleep before midnight every night, actually, they, like I just have read, if you, if you go to sleep before midnight, you feel better the next day and more rested. I don't know if there's something that we know about the clock internally, but things like 
that, getting enough sleep. So we have to be able to a little bit detach from the madness of the world and calm ourselves down. And that's, you know, nervous system, um, digestive system, cooling, calming for the skin, all of that. And it, again, it's us all connected. All right. I have two more about your book. People remember, go, go buy this book. What is your website again? Uh, complexionsoncarter.com. And also um, on my Instagram, which is the complexion corner or just my name, Maggie Miley Kelly. I have two Instagram accounts and links in bios will also direct everybody to my website. Maggie, your book's so much more than skin. All right, here's my last two things. And this number in chapter number eight, this is totally a pet peeve of mine. I can't stand the word anti-aging. We're all aging. You can't be against aging. It's how you age. So you call it amazing aging. I like well aging, best aging. I don't care what you call it. I just don't like the word anti-aging because we're getting older and you're not going to get around it in, unless you're a vampire or something. Um, I totally so agree. I, I love that you use the word uh, amazing uh, aging. And I have to tell you all about the old expression, right? People have always said, you know, to be old, something about something about being old and sick. I don't remember. It doesn't matter how much money you have. If you're getting older and you're sick and you don't feel well and you're inflamed and you're stressed out, there is, I don't care how much money you have. There is nothing good about life. But if you're feeling good as you get old, my barometer is when I get out of bed and I've got no creaks, no pains, it makes me smile instantly. My day is off to a good start. Amazing aging is so critical today. I agree. Absolutely. Because if we're not aging, we're not living. That's it. Okay, here's my last one. I'm not really picking a bone with you, but I'm going to say it anyways. You write about best beverages for complexion and how alcohol is uh, is a depressant. And it is, except I'll correct one small thing for you. A drink that starts with a tequila <laughs> is not a depressant. It's probably the single uh, one alcohol that comes from the agave plant that isn't actually considered a depressant like the rest of alcohols. I'm not condoning it. I'm not saying you should go out and drink lots of tequila every single day, but it happens to be Alan's drink of choice. Okay. That's I'll all tell I you, um, you know, a good margarita is yeah. really hard to beat. And that is about me. A, a very occasional margarita is about the only thing I have. And I didn't even know that what you just said. So I, now I will enjoy my margarita guilt-free <laughs> I have a friend, Linda Soline Wolf in our industry, because I taught a bunch of these people. They call them algoritas after me because I like mine very clean. So I don't like simple. I don't order them if they use simple syrup because it's too. I don't like sweet added. I'll take my sweet naturally. And that's agave syrup. Right. So if they make it with tequila, agave syrup and fresh squeezed lime, that's generally how I ask for my a margarita. So my friends call it an algorita. <laughs> oh my gosh, that sounds delicious. Well, you know, there was a restaurant for years and years right upstairs from my spa called Muffaletta. And oh, Muffaletta, sure. Muffaletta moved out and the space was open for a while. And then uh, a new restaurant came and it's called Nico's Tacos. 
They have got the best, it's actually, that's why I say, I stopped drinking alcohol about five years ago, but um, thankfully I am able to enjoy a drink here and there. And those margaritas are the only, that's it. That's all I'll have. Maggie Miley, you are so much fun. I can't stand it. People go buy her darn book. You'll learn way more than about skincare. Oh, Thank you so much, Alan. And I also just wanted to um, let you know and let the industry know, I also have created an online course that I think is perfect for sharing either with kind of, um, well, with estheticians of any level and also with clients. I designed it so it'd be easy for clients that love to learn about skin science. Is it on your website? Will they learn about it It on your website? Awesome. Yep. Maggie, God bless you and your family. Look forward to speaking soon. Thank you for spending time. Thanks, Alan. Have a wonderful day. And friends, remember, please be kind to one another.